This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Hey, I want to give a shout out to another member of the HubSpot Network, the Success Story Podcast, hosted by Scott D. Claire. It's one of the most useful podcasts in the world. Success Story features Q&A sessions with successful business leaders, keynote presentations, conversations on sales, marketing. Hey, and if you're a freelancer, his episode on how to make seven figures freelancing on Fiverr is a must. Listen to the Success Story podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jantz and I'm doing a solo show. It's been a while. I'm going to talk about one of my favorite subjects, referrals. And in fact, I'm going to do a three or four part series on this. So this is part one. So tune in to, we'll have them all hooked together in the show notes, but uh, tune in to the rest ones, rest of the episodes coming up. So let's, uh, let's dive into this topic of referrals. I'm actually in this series going to present what I'm calling the seven grades of referral fuel. So I'm going to unpack seven specific tactics or approaches to generating more referrals. I'm going to start with talking about kind of offers for all of your clients. You should just have a standard kind of anybody who's a client of yours should get a referral offer three, four times a year or, or an invitation, I should say, three or four times a year to make referrals. But then there's those folks that are already making referrals. They're what I call your referral champions, and you need to treat them uh, even differently. Then I want to talk about something that is a fairly new concept. Uh, actually, you can read more about it in my book, The Ultimate Marketing Engine. But it's something I call ecosystem balancing. And the idea behind that is to take your existing client and think about everybody else who serves them and find ways to actually create relationships with those folks in an effort to kind of add even more value to your client. That'll make more sense when I get into it. Uh, let's face it, internal referrals. Not enough businesses take advantage of the fact that their employees could be generating referrals for customers and today increasingly for new hires. Uh, some of your best new hires will come from uh, referrals from your uh, existing employees. I talk a lot about strategic partnership networks, and so in that uh, tactic, I'm really going to unpack kind of a, a very formal way to do it. And then the last two are something I call an expert club. Uh, networking, we all know, is a great way to generate referrals, so why not own your own networking club? Why not create your own approach to, uh, to bringing folks together? And then finally... I think most businesses, particularly in the B2B world, uh, can and should create what I call a referral mastermind. And this is really essentially you bringing your clients together, teaching them how to generate referrals and, and creating that uh, get-together and that teaching, regardless of, the, of your industry. You don't have to be in marketing to do that. I, I think the financial planner who teaches his B2B clients how to generate uh business is going to actually be the recipient of a ton of referrals. All right, so before we get into today's first one, the offer for all clients, I, I want to set the table, kind of the framework for referrals. And I'm going to start by uh, citing a, a recent Texas Tech survey of 2,000 consumers. 
89% of them claimed that they had a business that they loved enough that they would gen- that they would gladly refer, gladly recommend. And only 29% of them actually did it. And so that gap to me suggests that there are many, many businesses out there who have raving fans, who have satisfied, happy customers who are not necessarily telling their friends, neighbors, and colleagues, and I think mostly because they're just not being asked to do so. I think there are some things that, that, that business owners who are reluctant to ask need to understand. I think at this most basic level, we need to uh, refer in order to survive. You think about, uh, about uh, as crazy as this might sound, uh, back uh, to caveman times, you know, if we if we didn't weren't able to uh, help each other out, weren't able to tell people where water was, where the saber tooth tiger was hiding out, um, it was certain death. And so uh, there there is a sense of of really, you know, I'm going to need some help at some point, so I'm going to you know I'm going to make sure that I'm helpful. I think some level we crave kind of the social currency of, oh, so-and-so, you know, always has good answers. You know, let's go find out who they would recommend or what they would do. And I think that's a level of social currency that that, uh, at least some of us really enjoy. And then, of course, we want to receive referrals as well as give referrals because uh, referrals remove risk. If, if I'm trying to make a decision about hiring a company and all I'm doing is looking at their brochure or talking to a salesperson or looking at their website, I might be able to make an assessment. But if a friend of mine says, oh, no, they do exactly what they said. It's amazing. <laughs> You'll enjoy the experience. I mean, that removes a lot of the decision-making risk. From a business standpoint, I think referrals matter so much because it actually makes it easy for you to attract ideal customers. Your ideal customers will probably refer somebody who is more likely, at least, to be in an ideal customer as well. It certainly shortens the sales cycle, uh, regardless of what you're selling. If somebody can, somebody can go to somebody and say, oh yeah, no, they do this, they do this, they do this, you can trust them. I mean, that in many cases allows somebody to say, I'm going to do it, I'm all in. I think when somebody refers, uh, quite often, not only does price go down the list, I think in some ways, some cases, they expect to pay a premium. Or at, le- at the very least, <laughs> they're less likely to haggle. Their friend sent me, my friend sent me you know, to you, you got a great result for them. You know, the la- at least the first thing I'm not going to ask for is, is a cheaper deal or a better deal. So it, it really pays uh, impact on pricing. And then, you know, the concept of lifetime value. Is something I don't think gets talked about enough. But if you have a customer and you acquire that customer and you're able to retain that customer for years, I mean that means that cu- the lifetime value of acquiring that customer is you know ten times maybe what that first sale would be. And now a word from our sponsor. With Q4 closing, employee holiday travel and forecasting for 2022 underway, staying connected has never been more important, and HubSpot is consistently releasing new features to make your CRM platform more connected than ever. With improved forecasting tools and custom report builders, see how your quarter is going. Inspect new deals and use customizable data-driven reports to improve team performance as you grow. With custom behavioral events, you can track site behavior and understand your customers' buying habits all within the platform. 
And if you're looking for cleaner data with a centralized system, the all-new Operations Hub Enterprise gives your ops leads the ability to curate data sets for all users, meaning even faster and more consistent reporting. Learn more about how a HubSpot CRM platform can help connect the dots of your business at HubSpot.com. Well, so now throw into the, the, the mix that if that customer that is worth 10 times what their first sale was also refers five new customers to you, what does that make their lifetime value? So I think that that, that kind of math is is something that, you know, hopefully will give you the, the you know, the real... Um, posture uh, to uh, necessarily go out there and say, yeah, I, I, I should be talking about referrals. And if you are having a challenge with that, here's a couple of things I suggest. First off, just start expecting referrals. Start talking about it in the sales process. Uh, so there's not this awkward conversation somewhere down the road where you come to them and say, hey, I want to know if you know anybody who needs what we do. I mean, just start talking about it in, in the very beginning. We know you're going to be so thrilled that uh, with what we agreed to today that in 90 days, we're going to come back and, and I'm going to make sure you're thrilled. And then I'm going to invite you to, uh, to tell me about a couple other people that you know who need to get this result as well. It just makes the whole conversation so much easier. So Talk about it. Put it in your newsletter. You know, talk about the people that refer that did send you referrals. Thank them publicly. I mean, that's that's how you you kind of start to get this posture. And really, if you if you know what you do gets people amazing results, I think you almost owe it to the world to to help you know people you know find you um so one of the things that that exercises that i have a lot of people go through is is something i call your customer success quotient figuring out your customer success quotient it's not really a hard math problem (laughs) don't worry about it those of you that remember basic basic math you know quotient is essentially the you know something divided by something so if you think about the average results and i know this is harder if you sell a a, a static product and you know you're not really plugged into like did somebody get a result but certainly if you get testimonials if you get reviews of your products I mean that in in some ways gives an, an implication of somebody getting the result or getting you know being satisfied with what they got but certainly in service businesses I mean I, I sell marketing consulting I help people grow their businesses I can very tangibly point to the exact results uh, uh, you know over time in terms of growth or, or customer acquisition that they are receiving and I know what I charge for that so if you think about my average results divided by my average fee I can come up with a number 10 to 1 5 to 1 um, and, and when you start doing that you start realizing hey for every five thousand dollars you give me you know that is going to be worth you know some significantly larger amount then I think it makes it much easier for you to say hey here's here's my fee you know here's what I you know need to charge one of the things that I any even casual listener of uh, the show uh, will realize is that I talk about this idea of the marketing hourglass all the time, the customer journey having some, you know, seven stages, know, like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer. Notice that last stage, 
refer. <laughs> so the idea behind that is that that's really the ultimate goal of any customer journey is that we are getting people to the stage where, you know, every single one, one of them, you know, wants to refer us. So I think that's a point of view that if you work backwards and think, okay, what would it take uh, for every single one of our customers to want to refer us? The reason I bring this up is because, you know, a lot of times people, when they talk about referrals, they talk about some hack or some tactic. Um, and ultimately, when I unpack all of the, in, in subsequent shows, when I unpack all of the approaches to generating referrals, they almost all, no, in fact, they all <laughs> assume that you are referable that you have created an experience that people want to uh, talk about, that people want to refer. So if you think about that hourglass, know, like, trust, try, buy, repeat, and refer, and you turn that around and say, okay, let's start with referral. What would it take so that every single person who comes to know about our business, or certainly who becomes a customer of our business, would want to talk about us, would want to refer us? Because what it would do is not only have you focus on the referral tactics themselves, but what about the experience that somebody has when they first buy? What about their orientation, their onboarding, the communication? What about uh, the going back and actually measuring and communicating the results that they get so that they stay a customer, so that they buy again and again and again? Um, having those processes built are really what leads to your referability. It doesn't matter how many times you ask somebody if they know anybody who needs what you do, if in fact um, your customers aren't really getting a result. And it's not just they're getting what they paid for, you're exceeding their expectations, you're surprising them. So that has to be part of any conversation about referral generation, that it is simply part of the customer journey. All right, I'm gonna be back um, in subsequent episodes, and I'm going to unpack all seven of these, what I call grades of referral fuel. So make sure that you, uh, if you're listening to this uh, after the fact, uh, after all the shows have been recorded, uh, you can uh, come to the page, uh, the show notes page at ducttapemarketing.com and find links to the other shows. Otherwise, uh, just make sure that you are queuing them up in your podcast listening device. All right. Take care out there. Love your feedback. Send me email at john at ducttapemarketing.com. Let me know what you're thinking of this series. All right. So that wraps up another episode. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. And you know, we love those reviews and comments. And just generally tell me what you think. Also, did you know that you could offer the duct tape marketing system, our system to your clients and build a complete marketing, consulting, coaching, business, or maybe level up an agency with some additional services. That's right. Check out the Duct Tape Marketing Consultant Network. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that Offer Our System to Your Clients tab. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, 
and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.